0: Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast.
1: You guys don't like foreplay; you just go right to it, right? It- <laughs> what? what do you mean, that? I mean? What's what's <laughs> foreplay? I
2: mean, okay, like sure. you know, the foreplay in the NHL is like you know, a bunch of like second, and third lines where you just like trying weird shit, just like throwing toes into the equation and fucking. Yeah, but now (laughs) this
1: goes back to your slow... (laughs) You know me so well.
0: Uh, (laughs) Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers because they're a bunch of fucks which no one can deny. Which no one can deny. Uh,
1: New episode, Friends and Rivals podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. Good evening, gentlemen. It's afternoon. You can't
3: say good evening. You got to start over. You can't say like good evening because you don't know when they're listening to it.
1: Yeah, but it's it's when we're recording that I'm I'm saying it. We, they're they're going to listen in the morning. After, so what? I'm just not going to say anything. Say hi. I I did that. I said hey. hello. Welcome. Hello and welcome. No, I can't say welcome because Ryan says welcome. Oh, OK.
2: Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Oh, no, you can't say welcome back. No, I
1: can't even say welcome back. Um, welcome. Just, back. just how about how about this? Say your fucking name. Yeah, that's good. Steve, you second. Yeah, just just Steve, say hello.
3: Hey everybody, how you doing? My name is Steve.
1: Uh, We're back to no last names. Okay, great.
3: (laughs) And my favorite player of all time is number 27 for the New Jersey Devils, Scott Niedermeyer. Uh, And the crowd
1: goes mild. No, not even mild. Uh, yeah, all right, but Billy, say something. You're staring at me like Walt Disney. Walt Disney, hi, I'm
0: Bill Fougere, and my favorite player of all time is number 99. But I, I don't know if it's day or night or anything else. Nick, you
1: have to introduce right. yourself now.
2: I'm Nick Larita, and my favorite player of all time, number 77, Pierre Turgeon.
1: So I didn't, I didn't know we were actually going to do that, or else I would have told you who my favorite player was. My favorite player was the great Brian Leach. So that wow. that is wow. your Lexi section. Oh, wow! No, right. it wasn't Lexi yeah. Kovalev. It was Brian Leach. I mean, two, I, I, it's Brian two Leach. defensemen. It's pretty good. I almost I almost went Bobby Orr, honestly,
2: but I didn't grow up watching him at all, so I can't. Yeah.
3: no, you can't. I can't you
2: know. like I can't like really do it, but you know, I feel like he is one of the most important players to ever play the game. I have him I, in my tie.
1: agree. Two, top two, realistically, him and Gretzky I have right there. So I, so just out of more of a, add a morbid curiosity, who is your current favorite player, Nick? Ooh,
2: um, that's a tough one. I gotta say, actually, uh Pajot Peugeot. pejo's really fun to watch. So I'm gonna say he's my favorite player right
3: now to watch. I you, like, you, I you, like saw, his- you
1: saw him for all of seven games in the regular season and then the and, playoffs. And yeah. Paggio. Okay.
3: I think. I mean, he did see him for three rounds of the playoffs, as opposed to the Rangers just playing the four games. Hmm. So yeah,
1: at least true. we started back up, pal.
3: Well, I'm just saying, if you're gonna mock him for only seeing him during the playoffs, you guys are really. No, I, I, I the thought pool, there right? would be
1: a little bit so. more longevity there in in a no. player that I thought it might have been like a Barzell or like a Sizikis or a Clutterbuck or someone who's been there for a little bit longer or a Bailey. Then, then why, I, why
0: why why didn't you ask the question? What is Tom's <laughs> favorite player on behalf of Nick? You said,
1: then? <laughs> you said currently. You said currently, not not I, like I,
2: you're, you know, right. I, last, you're right. You're right. I, last I did. I, so. I, Fuck, I did you say said, Who's your, right? Who's your favorite player on the roster? I'd probably say Josh Bailey just because he's been on the roster for so long and his game is super underrated. Um, but and he does like everything pretty much fine. Um, does everything well. And just can out of nowhere just, you know, look great, you know, and or just he's always there, you know, on the back end and doing all the little things you need to do as a player. But honestly, Pajo is like that new, you know, sweet car we got in our team. You know, he's like, the new toy. It's awesome. Like I love watching him play doing a lot of little things. And I hope he, he continues to, you know, do really well because if, if, if we have three centers down the line, down the row that are all playing very strong. So Barzal, Brock Nelson and Pajot, you know, that, that takes a lot of, a lot of heat off of Sezekis who's playing a lot of minutes. Um, and he had, you know, he got knocked out of the playoffs and I was really hoping to see him not do that because that he's a really important player of the team but having like a really solid like bunch of centers is like what a change that is like it's awesome to watch like not ha- like not having it for that for so long you know i'm sure billy was like ah we got two best centers in the league for like five six years you know pretty good but wasn't like it's it ten, cool to wasn't watch it 10
1: was it 10 years
2: i said i said best centers like there's a this is probably like five years yeah, i think they would nah, probably the I, top I got two. you
1: all right, but I, 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 so, I,
2: so there yeah. you have
0: it. He's got that new player smell, is what Nick is
2: saying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd say
1: that's that's the that's what I was looking for. Really, thank you for the word smithing, Bill. I can always rely on you. Right now, for me, I think it's Chris Kreider. Um, Panarin and Zavanjad are creeping up there, and I hope Lafreniere or Kako takes the place. But right now, it's Chris Kreider. Uh, came in like a bat out of hell during those playoffs against uh, uh, Washington. A number of years back and he's the uh the longest tenured ranger right now bill who's your favorite current player well jesus why don't you i'll take a wild guess at that one? Uh oh, Sydney crosby i love you so much that's the one you got uh, it number yeah. 87
0: I, I mean do i is, is do i really have much of a choice there i mean I, it, it should be pretty apparent the guy champion multiple, multiple times over and, and et cetera and so forth and plays both ends plays hard, you know, leader, leader by example. What, what, who else got to pick?
1: Yeah. The crybaby himself, Steven, who on the, is who on the New Jersey devils is or is it somebody not on the New Jersey devils?
3: No, he's on the devils. My current favorite player is Kyle Palmieri. I just feel like he plays the game quote unquote the right way. You know, he plays 200 foot game and, uh, not afraid to show a little bit of grit in there.
1: All quality players for sure. All, so, uh, all, all
2: around players too.
1: Yeah. So um, status quo for the weekend review. There is there absolutely nothing happened uh, at all with our teams. There has been some movement in the NHL. I did see today a uh, little bit. Um, Tampa is getting themselves into <laughs> deeper cap trouble, um, but who knows what Kucherov, what they're saying. Um, so that should really take care of the weekend review that that the floodgates are starting to open, the, the river's starting to move, the logjam, all that stuff. So let's move right into the return to play. So if you are looking for a complete review of the return to play stuff, um, I'm sure you have found it on Twitter. If you're relying on this as your source for... <laughs> For, for information for the nhl from experts uh this is not the place um but we do we did compile a list of everything that is going on we'll go in each section um on the return to play stuff and there is a plenty of things to discuss so let's start off with just divisional play um all of our teams will be in the eastern division with boston buffalo new jersey the islanders rangers philadelphia fuck the flyers fuck the flyers Fuck the Flyers. Pittsburgh and Washington in the East. Um, Central, you have Carolina, Columbus, Chicago, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, Tampa. Northwest, West, we have Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Los Angeles, L.A., uh, Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Las Vegas. Did I say any one of those teams like twice or even three times? Or did I say each team once? I don't I really oh, don't. It sounded like I said St. Louis no, like four just, times. You, you repeated Los Angeles when you said LA. 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 Um, and then in the Great White North, we have the all the Canadian teams in Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. Good for me that I can read off of my notes. In the so, NHL
0: Irrelevant Division. Thank you.
1: In the NHL <laughs> Irrelevant Division? Why no why do you say that, Bill? For-
0: no Stanley Cups for 27 years for uh, among all of them? I mean, come on. What, why do we need to take them even seriously? Why Why not? Why do we, we should just ignore them?
1: Should we ignore the Islanders? I mean, the Islanders haven't won a cup since eighty. No,
3: because they're, team in a, versus they're in a good seven. division. the fuck? Shooting shots already? All I, right, man. Well, I guarantee I, I, you. Any, hey. any,
1: time, any time to talk about the Islanders not winning a cup since wow. the mid-'80s is fine by me.
3: I guarantee you one of those Canadian teams is going to make it to the conference finals. I will guarantee you that right now.
1: Excellent. Uh, it's Excellent. Kinda, hard to, hard, wow. kinda hard to wow. Kind of hard to bold that.
2: move, Cotton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there's only there's there's two teams that I, I think don't belong where they are. And that is Minnesota in the West. Uh I I I think shorter travel to a lot of the central teams. Um and Dallas in the central. I think Dallas should be long in the west. Um, other than that, I think spot on with the teams in the divisions, um, is so you think division.
3: Dallas, Dallas and Minnesota should flip flop.
1: Absolutely. And there was a lot of talk uh about Dallas, not wanting to go to the West and wanting to go to the central. And I mean, Jesus, why wouldn't they? It's right. a really, it's, it's, I don't, don't want to say it's a cakewalk division, but you know, you played Detroit and Florida and even Nashville, even Chicago, a couple eight times, right? Eight times each. And, right. Yeah. And you're going to, you're going to get a few wins for sure. So, I don't know. They they kind of bitched and moaned to get in that division. And uh I don't know. I used to I used to like Dallas and they they rubbed me the wrong way on that one for sure. But we should focus on the East because that's where our teams are. Uh with uh Boston Buffalo um additions to typical Metro. I don't like Boston. Boston's kind of like a Flyers to me. I think it's my Yankee days and how much I hate the Red Sox. Yeah, um, fuck the Bruins. Fuck the Bruins, man. I'm ready to go that far. Yeah, but I don't know out. what I don't know what Boston's gonna be next year, though. We don't need more mass holes out down here, man. <laughs> no, for sure. But I don't know what Boston's gonna be next year. They no chara. Well, there's talk of no chara. Um, so he, he still hasn't re-signed with Boston. Uh Pasternak and Marchant are are may or may not be available for the first part of the season. So Boston may and they lost Tori Krug to San Jose. So I don't know what Boston is actually going to be if they're going to produce the same amount of points they that they did last year um so i I don't know what boston's going to be don't know what buffalo's in fact look we don't know what a lot of teams are going to be this year no uh very limited number of camps um no exhibition games so you don't start off well and you're gonna have a tough time trying to catch up so that could leave I could leave some spots open for, for the, for in the East could, you know, Washington or uh, who are they going to be this year? You know, Samsonov is, is the goaltender, but who's their backup. There's reports that they're going to get flurry to be their backup, but I don't understand. And I don't see how that he fits under their cap. Um, There's a lot of teams in this division that we kind of don't know what they are, but we do know what a couple of them are and, and all four of them happen to be our teams. Uh The Rangers are an up and coming team. Could they, catch lightning in the bottle early in the season and not wait until the all-star break to, to really find their identity. Uh, I hope so. The Islanders, I think they're going to have a pretty solid year. They always start off strong. They're typically the the November, December champs uh, in the NHL. So there's no reason why I don't think they're going to start off very well and, and give themselves a nice cushion in the East uh, to, to, to meet, to make the playoffs.
2: I think uh, it's interesting, too, you mentioned that about the fast starts, because there's only 56 games, right? So you can't afford a very sh- short start here, short, slow start here, so it's going to be interesting to see how the, the teams gel right away, you know, out of camp, with the short camp, you know, everyone's kind of, I'm sure, been keep trying to keep in in, uh, in shape, but it's been a sh- pretty weird year, obviously. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be the teams that they really get that, that, that kick early on, maybe have a 60, 70% win spent with a win percentage in the first 25 games. They might be the the teams that really, you know, have the best chance to make the playoffs. I mean, if you're, if you have, if you shoot the bed early, I mean, it's going to be tough to claw back. Do you guys uh, agree or disagree? Uh, I,
1: I, obviously I, I agree a hundred percent, but uh, on top of that, if you're missing some key players in your lineup, Um, it's really, I mean, Pasternak and Marchand are not like second, third line guys. I mean, those are, those are your two top line wings and you're going to be without them. It's like Tampa going to be without Kucherov for the first, you know, little while, maybe, maybe.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I, obviously I, I agree.
3: I wish I had the optimism you had on the, on the devils. I don't think they're going to be, you know, I think they're going to get to maybe about the halfway mark being competitive. And then after that, I feel like they're just going to be the team that's there to spoil everybody else's chances of getting into the playoffs. You know, you got Boston, you got Philly. You got, even though we don't know who Washington is, you got Washington. I The Rangers, I think, are going to be right up there. The Islanders, after last season, I definitely think are going to be right up there. So so right there, there are your teams that are, are really in the hunt to make the playoffs. And then I think Pittsburgh is right behind them. And then a distant... I guess that seventh is the Devils and then eighth uh, Buffalo. Uh, so I
0: think the, uh, I think the Penguins uh, are are a little bit of a wild card because they've got pretty good continuity. They've got a lot of guys on the roster coming back, but what are they going to bring? Because at the end of last season before the, the shutdown, they were falling over backwards. Um, even though they, they ended up with a pretty good record, they were, they were plummeting in the standings and then they got to the playoffs and, and were erased in four games by a supposedly inferior Montreal team. So, um, what, what does that continuity bring? I, I don't think we, we know yet. But uh, Washington, I, I think Washington's going to be fine. Ovechkin is ageless. And uh, until further notice, I think he's going to lead the way for them. I, he's, he's the one that's important on that team. I, I think they're going to be up near the top. Uh, I think, to your point, I, I think the Islanders are going to be good starting again. Uh, the, the Bruins are deeper than people give them credit for. I, I, I mean, they had 100-some points at the shutdown last season and I think they're going to be up there too it, it's going to be hard for anybody like like you guys are all saying a slow start is death um, and missing uh, those really key players on each team could probably be a big problem if if guys on the penguins like a Crosby goes down uh, for a significant amount of time they're going to be done their, their playoff streak will be over if, if they're missing him for 20 games at any point um, they're not going to have enough juice to, to make it but uh, it, it's going to be really interesting. That's for sure. With the, with the shortened season, because anything could happen that the Rangers could get off to a fast start. And, and um, you know, sometimes a young team is is too stupid to know that they're not good enough to to get so far. And, and if that carries them, you know, through half a season, then, then they're going to be in, in a good shape too. So I think it's going to be really fun uh, to see how it plays out and short seasons are, are, are pretty exciting.
1: Yeah. And, and, but you know, to, to your point about the Rangers bill, it it's, they didn't really, really start to click until after the all-star break last year. So their beginning of the season um, really wasn't stellar. Uh, so again, and they're a notorious slow starter, but I, I hope the God that you're right They're, They're, they're too dumb to know that they shouldn't be doing what they're doing and, uh, and go on a run to, to start the season. Uh, I, I really, really hope you're, you're, you're right about that other divisions in the central division where you have carolina and columbus chicago dallas detroit florida nashville tampa um tampa is the wild card there if they if they have even if they don't have kucherov they're still really good solid team um yeah they 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 they, they really are even if they don't have kucherov Stamkos is slated to start on time and start training camp um you have Carolina in that division. I think those two are going to be one-two, and they are going to separate themselves from just the rest of the teams that are in the central. Uh, and then it's a toss-up between who the other, where the other six are going to finish. I do think Dallas and probably i don't even know i mean could be florida could be columbus depending on how they have but i think the top three teams in there are, are tampa carolina and dallas with tampa and carolina being one two and just clearly head and shoulders above the rest thoughts
0: uh agreed <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think that's a solid assessment yeah uh, and i think and i think for in tampa's case they, they're they're you know, once you get past Kucherov, if, if he's out for a while, they still have that great defense. They still have that phenomenal goaltender. Um, uh, they they've over the last couple of years, uh, with the exception of that that hideous playoff streak of uh, of two seasons ago, uh, where they got swept out. You know, they they've won games in every way imaginable. They could they could out they could out Dunya. <laughs> they could play those one nothing games. They could do they could do it any which way you need. And I don't. I, yeah. Of course you miss Kucherov, but but they're gonna be fine.
1: In past episodes, Billy has mentioned that his son is a big Tampa Bay Lightning fan, and um, and around Easter time, around there, around spring break from New Jersey, guys, uh, Billy tends to come down to Florida and bring and bring his son to to uh, a Lightning game. Well, he decided said, "I'm going to come down. I'm going to visit you. I live just north of Tampa, about 25 miles north of Tampa. So I'm going to come to you, and we're going to go to a playoff game. Uh, I was going to bring my son. Billy was going to bring his son." Billy bought tickets to game five of the um, 2018 Stanley cup playoffs between the Columbus blue jackets and the Tampa Bay lightning
0: 2019. Sorry. Okay, it was the
1: 2019 was it 2019 yes. um, and Columbus swept Tampa. There was no game five. So we got to see no playoffs that year. Um, very upsetting, but, but um, not only that,
0: but quick add to that. Cause Casey was so upset. My son was so upset that we did not get to see a playoff game. That I bought him Game Five tickets for the Islanders series in the next round, <laughs> and the Islanders got swept out. <laughs> and then, obviously, with last season, there were there nobody was at any playoff game, so this kid still has not gotten to a playoff game. I
2: think, watching, wa- having watched um, the Tampa Islanders, uh, you know, the Eastern Conference Final this past year. Uh, Tampa basically outplayed us the entire time. I mean, it was it was very hard to. To look for a period, we won. Very few periods we won, and it's weird to watch a, like that a series like that and then still end up losing overtime in game six. Like it didn't make sense, but it just goes to show how good that team is. I mean, Stamkos was was out was in the lineup for one game. Right, oh, I'm thinking of the wrong series. I'm sorry. He wasn't in. He was in the, the in the finals. He was out the whole time. However, they still were just it, it waves. Every line just back and forth just they they played so well and they keep bringing these guys up that just you know they keep developing players and and pulling them up you know what's that guy's name uh point yeah brain point point. the hell that guy come from just top line player out of nowhere i mean granted you know it doesn't hurt when you do play with
1: kucherov it doesn't hurt when you play with kucherov
2: but i mean like you know prospects are prospects but like (sighs) It's it's like watching these guys just continually be like this good you know it's 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 like it sucks you're like damn how the hell do these guys keep pulling these guys out right um anyway they were the, it was, it was it was tough to watch like sometimes because they were just o- overpowering us constantly and this is the eastern Conference finals I mean this isn't like the first round of playoffs yeah. for number one versus number eight like so, you said, to, to
3: never to never get a shift where it feels like you got a, a shift off where you're gonna Very, where you're gonna dominate yeah. play.
2: Yeah, you know what it felt like Steve? It felt like watching um,
1: the Condors
2: De- Devils. <laughs> Not there yet. <laughs> Devils. Yeah. Devils the Condors and, dominate um, everybody. What year was it that they beat the the Ottawa Senators in the conference finals? Was that oh, 90... 2003. I was like, a, they were great. And yeah. Devils just hung on – they just played their their game and just somehow won, you know, that series. Yeah. I always should have steamrolled everybody, but they didn't. Devils won and went on to win the cup. But, I mean, like, that's what it felt like. It felt like they were just were playing the, the better team the entire time. And you're watching, well, it, but, like – Strike
1: short in season. It wasn't that in, in 95. I mean, Detroit was head was, – Oh, head – But that wasn't – Head and that shoulders dominating. every That other. wasn't
3: a dominating effort where every shift – was yeah. won by the Devils. I mean that that was it was a, it was a four game sweep. But if you watch those games, those games were all really close.
2: So in my opinion, I think Tampa is going to be fine. They're going to be they're going to be just fine. I I, they, I think that that series in the playoffs in 2019 getting swept by Columbus was just like you know that, that should never happened.
1: It's That's but like, it was the best that, that was the best thing that could have happened to them though.
2: Exactly that can, that that woke them up. I mean that team. Losing four games to Columbus is, is crazy. I mean, that's honestly going to go down as one of the biggest upsets in in the NHL playoffs because it doesn't make sense. There was there was the best the most points in the regular season they had in the team, and it was like oh, yeah. some ridiculous December, number. The yeah. suckers it, it was crazy. I mean, this year they, they looked just as dominant, so I, we should we shouldn't have expected anything less. To be honest, I think you have a you have a one series like that, everyone writes them off, but no. That was the wrong thing man they were great for 82 games and they were bad for four they're not gonna be bad for the next 82 or whatever they ended up playing for last year plus the playoffs so anyway uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be good they're gonna be fine
1: uh, over in the West Anaheim Arizona um, Colorado I think Colorado I don't think anybody competes with Colorado in the West
3: Vegas uh, Vegas again man. I don't I don't think so I think Colorado is gonna win that that division but running Vegas. running away. Vegas is their closest competition, I think.
1: I mean, and uh, LA is just completely rebuilding. Minnesota, uh, San Jose is going to be playing in Arizona. No. I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. No. I mean, everything. everything's pointing to Colorado just literally running away with the West. Um, they could have a, a very high winning percentage for sure. <laughs> Holy hell. Um, I agree because,
0: because Nate McKinnon is from the same hometown as Sidney Crosby. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ.
3: I, honestly, well, Harvard, uh, yeah. wait what what what's the hometown bill Cole harbor nova scotia and what's the sydney crosby's the, the house he grew up in what's the address you fucking I stalker motherfucker
1: see that's now that's a stalker that is it, it, that is probably a probably 87 something
3: there's a difference between
1: street. being a fan and a stalker and you have seen it tonight
2: how many how many pairs of, of uh sydney crosby uh uh, socks, game worn socks. Do you, you own their building? <laughs> no, no,
1: it's it's not
2: socks. Three? It's, under, it's you, underwear. And, and how crusty are they now?
1: It's underwear. It's underwear. <laughs> uh, by
2: the
1: way, by the way, the Devils didn't have the first logo sponsorship. It was the Penguins, uh, and they are going to be sponsored by Pampers. Uh, right on the helmet, right on Sid's helmet, I'm going to have a uh, a Pampers logo right on the Pittsburgh Penguins logo.
0: Fucking hilarious. Another Cindy Crosby crybaby joke. I
3: that can't it's more more just problem. a baby don't
2: joke than a crybaby joke. Yeah. So how many uh how many of these advertisements are gonna be like basically the same
1: company or you know uh, sponsor At, as, as, as the, the building the, as the arena? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, so so I, I we'll get into that. Um. Yeah. I, I guess we'll just just do it now, right? We don't have to abide well, by any before get of schedule, that, right?
2: Let's... Let's do a, let's do, a, let's let's do, do Canada multiple, first. And then we we'll, want to we'll look at Canada. Yeah. Uh, well, so, say, what, what do you guys think of like the, if we can, you know, it's Canada. I mean, who cares? Comes out of there. Uh, but I was going to say, what do you think your your winners out of each division are going to be? I think we can uh, probably
1: throw I don't know. I don't want to do that yet. I want to have a, we'll do that right before okay. the season starts. Okay. Um, That's fine. So, I, I'm going to save mine until the season starts.
3: Right. Or, talking or right about before that, the season starts.
1: But talking oh, about right that right division vancouver i i couldn't right? agree with you more
3: yeah i think runs away i think in similar style runs away than i think i don't know I,
1: about run i don't know i don't think runs away but in my personal so. opinion that's all um because i think, I think toronto good. is is pretty good Jets, and i think montreal Montreal's coming back uh, winnipeg i'm on the fence of i don't i don't know what winnipeg is going to be next year they got a lot of they got a lot of question marks with with salary and and that uh, Connor guy, man, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not. You are I'm the biggest Connor Sheary
3: hater ever. No, Seriously. it's not Connor
1: Sheary. It's uh, whatever. Kyle Connor? Is. is it Kyle Connor? it's Kyle Connor. Connor. It, yes. Kyle yeah. Connor. I, I'm just, I'm just not sold on him. I'm not, I'm not sold on him. Um, He's gonna have getting
3: 40 goals in 56 games? Yes. Yeah. I mean,
1: you <laughs> bank bet it, it. Put it, put bank it down it. now. He, he might win the rocket Richard trophy next year, for sure. And quite possibly the heart trophy. And you'll still, and you'll still not be a believer. And I'll still hate them. I will still hate him. but I, I I don't think Vancouver runs away with it, but I, I think, I think it's going to be good a converse, uh, competition, but I do think Vancouver is, well, if they can find a freaking building to play in. Um, I think they're going to be a formidable team next oh, year. Oh, they're the, they're
3: uh, the yeah. team. They're the Providence that, ha- province that has the issue.
0: Senators' obvious choice. You guys are all
1: missing out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look. Oh. If you if you said that four or five years from now, I mean, I think we we all agree with you because they they are going to be a really good team. Yeah,
3: because the Islanders are going to trade a whole bunch of star players up to them still.
1: <laughs> what I get? Wade Redden and Zdeno Chara. You're going to tra- trade both of them up there? No. Yeah. Red, Redden was uh, already there. Or was already there. You traded no, Spetsenko. So, no, they're,
2: they're um, Wait, Redden went to. Uh, well, let's yeah, not talk to... about Wade
1: Redden. Can we not talk about Wade Redden, please? <laughs> can we
2: trade Wade Redden? Can we to, never talk uh, about? Tom?
1: Can we never <laughs> say fucking Wade? <laughs> can we? Can is we he, never talk is him about? Is he going
0: to be your your, uh, your your free agent pick later on? Oddly that enough, that?
1: <laughs> no. Oh. There was somebody yeah, was worse. There, some there was wait, somebody worse
0: than
2: Wade Redden. Good God, you're right.
1: Can't
3: wait.
2: <laughs> wasn't wasn't he in um? I thought
1: he was in the early two thousands. Wade Redden, no. No, he's in the early 20 teens when he came to the Rangers, but he was oh, he? on the Senators. Okay. He was, he was a good player.
3: See, he was a good player in the 2000s, and then yeah. when he went no. to the Rangers after he was, I was like everybody player. else. Yeah,
2: 2008 was when he signed your the six year deal with, with the Rangers. Rangers. Was it? it was that, yeah, because I thought he was going to be your guy last last week, but it was nope. uh it was Holik last week.
1: It was Bobby Holik. ugh, Barbara Holik. So. Uh, those are your those are your divisions. Those are where your teams lie, um, onto camps. So camps start December thirty first for Buffalo, New Jersey, and the rest of the East starts on January third. No preseason games. This kills me. I don't. Why can't one preseason game be had between between everybody? Uh, logistically, they could have made it work somehow between Boston versus Buffalo. You have either the Devils Islanders or Devils Rangers or Islanders Rangers. Um, then anyone, either one of those teams that don't play each other could have played Philadelphia, fuck the Flyers. And then you could have had oh, Pittsburgh versus Washington. Logistically, that makes sense, at least in the East Division. I'm very biased. Um, and even in the Central West and in Nor- and, 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 and Canada, you could have made it work to at least have one exhibition game to see the guys on the ice that you really want to see. Not your star players, but one of those guys who's just on the fence about making the club, give him one exhibition game. Disagree. Why, I, why do you, why do you disagree?
0: There is not a sport outside of baseball where you need any preseason whatsoever.
1: Fuck it. You just don't think in the NFL, you,
0: let's get at her.
1: <laughs> I love it. Uh, so you don't, you don't I get that reference now. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I still think you need at least one preseason, one or two preseason games in any sport to get yourself ready, not maybe not to get yourself ready f- to give the coach and the upper management time to evaluate the player in a game situation.
2: You know what I got to no. say? I, I don't want to see any sport in the preseason. I want to say, just go right into the regular season, reward the
3: teams that you, actually you guys, have their you guys players. Any, it's the NHL. If you haven't evaluated something. your players by the time they make it to the NHL roster, what, what are you doing? Yeah, well, right. even he line cares. combinations,
1: a number of different things that you that you need to find out. You guys don't like foreplay. You just go right to it, right? What's foreplay?
2: But okay, I mean, like, sure you right. know, the foreplay in the NHL is like, you know, a bunch of like second and third line. Is where you just like trying weird shit, just like through, throwing toes into the equation and fucking. Yeah, but <laughs> now <laughs> this
1: goes back to your slow. <laughs> You know me so well. Uh, So, so, but again, it goes back to the slow start thing. You want to make sure you have the right guys in there. You want to make sure you have the right line combinations. Guys who have maybe found chemistry in the game situation, exhibition game, at least one or two would tell you that, would tell you that the guy has chemistry with the other guy.
3: Can't you see that in in a a scrimmage?
1: I mean, yeah, but how hard are you going to go against your team in a scrimmage? are you going to really go at your own guys and really outside of, if if it's a guy in the third line and a banger
3: outside of open ice hits and like really hard hits against the boards. I think they go pretty hard during the scrimmage.
1: uh, You're, you're, you're probably right. I've never, I've never been in one so I can't tell you if they, if they let up or not. I didn't, but I've seen some guys who haven't let up in, 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 uh, I have,
0: <laughs> yeah, none of us have been in one actually though. You had to point that out.
1: So I don't know. Nope.
2: I couldn't give a shit nope. about any, any any preseason, any exhibition games, just go right to the right to the actual games. Make the teams that had their players actually prepare themselves properly before the season started. And do, reward those teams. Those are the teams that should be, you know, doing well. I mean, you know, it, like they're getting rid of the preseason games as much as they can in the NFL. I I don't care. No one cares about the preseason games. It's just to make sure people, uh, you know, get their, their play their playbooks right. But NHL, NBA, MLB, you know, it's like they're not memorizing like tons and tons of like set plays. I mean, come on. Maybe, like, maybe I'm maybe I'm
1: is. asking the wrong audience because obviously the yeah, Islanders maybe. and the Penguins are established teams, and you and you pretty much know what you got. But with up and coming teams like the Rangers and the Devils, where you're going to have young guys. You want to see in-game situations, Steve?
3: Oh, I trust me. I want to see them play. I want to watch preseason games. They don't need to play them, uh,
1: I don't think. Yeah. Wash. You mean, you you? So the Devils know exactly what Ty Smith is. No, but in, I think in, they in will an find an NHL out game, by, In an NHL game situation, they know exactly what he is.
3: No, but I think they will find out during training camp whether he's got what it takes to play in the NHL
1: it's two weeks right
2: or you normally it's like 10, two weeks 10, right ish what, training camp
3: yeah yeah like, well, it's the, pretty the part like where they're playing be, preseason games 12 it's going to be 12 yeah. days <laughs> yeah Whatever. for well, the devils they're going to get 12 plenty.
2: days i mean like look you got the off season or off season um there's players that playoffs or uh, you know they play overseas normal normal years you have the uh, world championships played you got sometimes you got players playing basically in the off season i feel like that that should be what they should be looking at more than, than just like, okay, at least like this com- very small amount of time in the preseason where, where players are playing, but like, I don't know. It's just a feel out that feel out process to just get these, uh you know, the guys that aren't going to make the team anyway, maybe they'll make the team, but you know, 95% of the time, they're not making the team. I it's know. almost
1: I feel, always, I feel, I feel, I feel bad for all your wives that just to pile to right on even, even more, it. It.
3: just to pile on even more. My team has the first year coach and i still don't even care if they play preseason games yeah I but mean, you have
1: you have really no expectations of the devils anyway you you don't expect them to make the playoffs you, you this is just well i and for the rangers i don't expect them to make the playoffs this year either i really don't honest honestly i don't expect them to make the playoffs this year i just want i, I, don't I think just want to see makes or i want breaks to see the growth. playoffs on
3: pre, you just want to see games i sooner yeah, we can well, get yes. the games the better abs, 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 absolutely
1: I, and like I was saying earlier, I are just a selfish prick, is what you're saying. That just admit it. <laughs> you're a selfish prick who wants to see the
3: Rangers play in a in a competitive hockey game.
1: And an asshole. Don't forget that. Um, but we're recording this on Tuesday night, the 22nd of, the, of December, uh, a little after nine o'clock. And I saw the uh, the beginning of the Austria Switzerland game, and I was all fired up. It was live hockey for the first time in, in a while, and I was just, I was. I was in, I was not I was only did in. you
3: watch kids playing hockey and get excited. You watch kids from countries who you have no affiliation to and got excited. Not only that, you watch kids playing for countries who you have no affiliation with playing in an exhibition game and got excited.
1: I, I have been to Switzerland though. So I do, I, I, I do have something there. I do have an affiliation with, with Switzerland. I landed in no, Geneva. No, no I was you've there been for a there. Hours.
3: That doesn't mean you have yeah. any sort of loyalty to them. Have
1: you been there?
0: Did, did you leave the airport or no?
1: Yes, I did. Oh, you did. Okay. Yes, I I, I was in
0: Switzerland. I didn't leave the airport. No, I was just
1: held over. No, I I, I had to leave, I had to leave the airport to drive into France and uh, and then get to uh, to our corporate headquarters. So yes, I did drive through Switzerland, but I did leave the airport. It's very important. Very cool. Um, thirty six skaters are invited to camp with an unlimited number of goalies in camp. Why? Why unlimited? Just are, are teams going to well, bring more than four goalies?
2: No, I think it, the problem is you probably got goalies. I think it's, it's interesting, right? Obviously, it's a COVID thing. You have multiple goalies playing goal, goalie normally, like, but we have three to four, probably four guys in camp normally, right? So, yeah, about four. So they're always together. If one of them gets COVID, there's a good chance the other goalie's running COVID. You're just trying to keep, you know, some semblance of a, like the ability to have, you know, if you have an outbreak in your team, like who's going to play goalie if all the goalies are get it, right? That dude uh, from the Carolina
1: hurricanes. Who was that that's guy? <laughs> who's that guy? Yeah, but that doesn't, that guy doesn't <laughs> exist everywhere, right? <laughs> no, I mean, but every, no, yes. no, 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 that that's, that's a wrong statement. Every single team has an emergency backup goaltender,
2: but that, that's like sits that, in the stands
1: often? as a janitor.
3: Okay. Yes. It's not every wait, 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 wait. It's not every but team, it's every arena.
1: Guy, oh, every, yeah, um, but, I'm sorry. You're, you're that guy right. could play for
3: either team if
1: needed. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. And, but the problem is, that's like, that guy's going to be there every game this year. And they're going to have like, they're always on there. I mean, this is like some random dude, right? I mean, yes, they to be like, oh, you're, you're on call tonight. And the guy may be like, yeah, I'm not going to call him. I'm sick, I'm not going in. Are they going to cancel the game because that guy's not available? They don't give a shit. That guy's well, not they're there, just, they're, they're
3: still playing what you're saying just goes along with my opinion on the taxi squad that they should not practice with the the rest of the team, because if there is an outbreak, they're just as susceptible as every other player on the roster. Good point. I I,
1: know. I I do agree with that. So we have our unlimited number of goalies in camp, 36 skaters. Is that enough? I think that's enough. I was going through cap friendly and I was looking at the the roster and, and, and guys in, in juniors and stuff like that. I think 36 is plenty guys. You think
3: that's just so they can do they can do scrimmages on their own and have almost enough players to field two whole teams?
1: Yeah, I I do, and and also AHL's is not starting until what February fifth, somewhere in there, somewhere in the fir- right. in, in the beginning of February. Um, so I think it'd be good for those guys to to at least have some semblance of camp. But they're gonna have a camp and then have and then have to wait off? for a okay. and no, and they're gonna have to. It's gonna be like three weeks off.
3: Well, their camp will have, they'll probably have a little camp of their own. No,
1: I, I would imagine it starts right around when the NHL season starts. So they take the players that are going to be on the roster the 23 man roster. And then they have their four to six guys in the taxi squad, everybody else back to your juniors or AHL and, and the camp opens a couple of days after the NHL starts. I, I, I haven't heard anything about when camp for yeah. AHL teams are going to happen. Has anybody heard anything? No, I I, I haven't either. Um, I, I can't say that I was actually looking either, but um, I, did, <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Um, opt out for players on non playoff teams to opt out of the season is December 24th, and for the playoff teams, it will be December 27th. Well, regulars, se- really well, yes, that is that is really soon. I, and oh, yeah, I by heard, next episode, I haven't heard any. Uh, nobody on the Rangers I've heard is is even talking about opting out for next year
2: from our teams. Were there anybody that did opt out from the four teams?
3: No, I mean, not mine because we didn't play. (laughs) They all opted out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They weren't asked to come and play.
3: No, no. Big, they opted out.
1: (laughs) Big difference. They were the only team in the division. I think that opted out too. Were they the well, only team in the division? that uh, No. Uh,
2: I think it's going to come down to if you have a, yeah. some pre-existing condition Shit, that prevents you from, like, real estate playing. So it, it's not going to be a lot of guys. I think – and, and, you know, I think the, the whole – I think a lot of people are, are over – they, they're, they're into the risk. They're like, I'm, I'm tired. We're we taking precautions. We're good. We're going to go with it, you know. I, I think you're going to see that most of the players.
0: <laughs> well, well, yeah, that's yeah. it. They
1: haven't gotten a paycheck since March.
2: It's not just that. I mean that's a big part of it, I'm sure too. Like they that's probably a feel huge that, that part of hard. it. Yeah. All the guy, I mean you're not going to see any guys making like mi- league minimum opting out. Those guys are definitely not opting out. They're definitely playing.
1: I and mean, what's no, the they're, they're definitely Is there
2: playing. a if they opt out, what's the what do they get paid?
1: They don't. They, get paid the, they
3: don't get paid at all. They
1: don't get paid at all.
3: Their contract it's like a pause on the contract.
1: Well, then they're playing. They're playing. Yeah. I I, I agree. Can PK PK
3: opt out and then the devils go, no, we'll count this as
1: a year on your contract? No. Damn it. (laughs) Sorry. You're you're stuck with him. (laughs) So for the regular season, we have 56 games. Opening night, as we have said over and over, is January 13th. 23-man roster maximum with a minimum of four players, max six players on your taxi squads their salaries and statuses are considered AHL on the taxi squad and waivers would be required. So you have to be very selective about who goes on your taxi squads and when you call them up, even in an emergency basis, does anybody know if somebody does require waivers and you wanted to call them up on an emergency basis because of COVID-19, is that an exempt? I don't think so. I think that's, I think that player would have to pass through waivers, but a player needs 24 hours to go through waivers, doesn't he? in order to get claimed by the teams. So I I need some better clarity on that if anybody has it.
0: Yeah, because that has to be kind of an instantaneous thing. You get that's got to be like you got to be able to make a last minute decision right. like this, almost this like guy test positive.
1: Right. This guy yeah. you have a game at 7. This guy tests positive at 4 o'clock. You you you're pulling someone from the from the taxi squad over. Maybe it's someone who doesn't require waivers for that night um until you figure out the extent of the issue. I, I guess it's just like a scratched player, yeah. uh, being being called up. Like but we just I saw that's... in the NFL with like
0: Des Bryant, you know, was like warming up for a game and gets pulled out of it. You know, just 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 it could be that short. We I mean this is unprecedented, so it's got to have that flexibility. I would think. I don't know.
1: Right. So so guys who would require rate wai- waivers wouldn't necessarily put, put them on the on the taxi squad they would just be part of your 23 man roster and the four to six players that are on the taxi squad would typically not require waivers um i think is is what you should do uh and teams are required to carry three goalies at all times where the hell was this rule last year when we actually had three goalies um <laughs> So uh, one of them would be required to be on the, on the taxi squad. Thank God we got Keith Kincaid. Oh yeah. The Kool-Aid guy from the devils. Um, he will be our taxi squad goalie this year for sure.
2: Yeah. We have a uh, Corey Schneider. He'll be, he'll be the guy for the Isles. who's the third, third goalie basically. But I mean, it's interesting because I, you know, the, the NHL didn't have this problem really loud, you know, with the bubble. The bubble worked really well, obviously. And how many tests they had compared to how many you know to zero positive tests, pretty amazing. But then you look at what happened with the NFL and MLB this past year, and you're like, ooh, that's going to be interesting because they start opening up even a little bit, you know, because they're not doing a bubble; they're going to be doing just regional. But guys can go home, right? They're not staying; in, they're not they're not staying in some hotel. So there's bound to be guys getting 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 uh, getting COVID. And uh, unless unless we see some interesting, you know, ploy with, you know, the vaccines and, you know, they just get sided by, like, you know, the entire league of vaccine. Well, then it may change things. But I, I didn't see anything about that yet, how they're going to handle that. But the other, you know, uh, professional sports leagues have all so far said they're not going to, you know, jump ahead of the line at the moment. Line. We'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. I mean, I feel like that's what they're all going to say and then I'm just going to do it anyway. On the on the, <laughs> on the on the side, be like, yeah, we're just going to buy, like, you know, 2,000 tests or 2,000 vaccines at a time, you know. But, yeah, it feels like that's going to be a completely different story this year compared to last. So I think that's why they're really gearing up. And they're like, just get all these guys on, taxi squads, extra goalies. They're going to have <laughs> really two, a light- two
3: goalies. You really only have to worry about the guys when they're at their home, you know, playing their home games, because when they're on the road, basically they are in a bubble. They're going from the ring to the hotel. They're staying in their hotel rooms. They're
1: not allowed to go out when they're on the road. There's very strict limitations on what they can and cannot do for sure. Um, That's interesting
2: because we'll see how they actually enforce that and how, how many players stick to that. I mean, it's not like, I feel like you're you're in an NHL. You got a lot more people that are going to probably stick to the rules. Than somebody like, like maybe like the NFL or NBA, NBA, mostly I think because of maturity of a lot of players coming, you know, into the league you are going to have like these. I like I think you're just
3: like the that? Redskins quarterback.
2: <laughs> hey, my old neighbor. Off the off the goes that story sometime, but yeah, the uh, it it like what happens if one guy goes and has goes to a strip club, right? Right. Young player comes out of right of like uh, maybe the Laf- LaFreniere is going to be like. You know, I got yeah. money now. I'm just going to, like, you know, go to the strip club and come back with syphilis and then COVID and, you know. Wait each so
3: they're in, in Pittsburgh because we all know Pittsburgh is the headquarters for the hot strip joints. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Some great ones right there. Big city some slams, games. boys. Dirty fucking dangles, boys.
2: <laughs> Dirty dangles, boys. Play some cell later, boys. Well,
1: you only got to worry about that when you go to Montreal, Uh Wanda's. Shout out to you, yeah. Wanda If
3: if you want to sponsor
1: us, we'll, we'll be happy to accept it. Yes. That would, that would be friends of rivals podcast brought to you by Wanda's. That would be amazing.
3: No money exchange necessary. I'm sure we could figure something else uh, out.
2: Is is Delilah's den still around or can we, can we we get something from there?
3: No, they tore it down. They said to build a parking lot for the township. uh, And now six years later that that lot is still vacant. (laughs)
1: stick your finger in your ass (laughs) stick your finger in your ass um so (laughs) we might have to cut that uh so entry level slides for rookies drops from cut
3: it or use it as the opening i I don't (laughs) which did you say opening
1: <laughs> oh. Oh. entry level oh, loaded, for rookies. Right. drops from 10 games to seven games obviously uh rookies must be on the roster for 27 games to occur a season toward ufa you guys Fans- you guys don't
3: have nobody's got any guy that they're going to try out before they send it back to juniors right lafreniere definitely isn't going back you don't have anybody
1: else right no every, everybody who can is going to probably go to hartford
3: okay and i wouldn't imagine the islanders or the penguins have anybody right Go back to like juniors? So, I don't think so. Like like a so. seven like a seven game you know tryout and then send them back.
2: Not nah, nothing else. Not this year. Mm.
3: Nah. Holtz Holtz probably would have been our guy, but he's he's locked into a contract. Um, Dawson Mercer is a possibility once he's done with the World Juniors, but that's not supposed to be over until like the fifth, right? If he makes it to the championship game, I don't think that's until the fifth. So for him to get then get to New Jersey. And make enough of an impression in that last week, I don't think it's possible.
2: Which
1: country is he from?
3: Canada. Good hey. chance to make the finals.
1: Right, right. You know, screw Team USA tonight. You know the two scratches were? Two Rangers. Anyway, um, fans will be permitted in uh, the buildings where they're allowed by the government. Uh, none in the East currently. I think only uh, a handful of teams, Dallas, Florida Panthers, uh, have come out and said that they are going to allow fans in the arenas um, when when the games I'm sorry. start up.
3: I'm sorry, didn't you just say none in the East? You meant the Northeast.
1: Well, in in the East, in the East Division, okay. Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, none of them will will have fans okay. in the buildings or are All right. allowed to uh, by the government. That's what I meant. And thanks for clarifying it. My pleasure. Uh group two free agents need to be signed by February 11th in order to play this year, Matt Barzell. Um is he group two? Uh,
3: Mackenzie Blackwood, yes. Jasper Bratt.
1: Does it matter? Yes. He's I gonna be the head. he
3: should be the number oh. one goalie. It matters. No, he, yeah, he's gonna be the goalie. No, he
1: is your number one goalie.
3: So it's pretty important that he signs. Do you still have that Kim Domingo Crawford guy? Yeah. Uh, Who is no. his name? Oh, Louis but you have Domingo. Corey. Yeah, we, we got well, we Crawford and then right. Wedgwood we
1: is number 3. So you think Blackwood you think Mackenzie Blackwood is going to start over? Yes. Uh some other trivial things players with one year deals can be extended after March 13th. Trade deadline April 12th. Uh Steve and I will be on a golf trip that day and uh we will be reporting on all of the happenings going on. And that is a weekend too, by the way. It's a Saturday
2: I guess it was Sunday. plan for April. No, that, that's a,
1: that's a Monday. We had
3: a plan for last April and oh, it got shit. canceled and it got pushed back to September and then it got canceled in September. So we uh, pushed it back to April of next. Of 2021.
1: Uh, that is a Monday, Monday. That's a Monday. That is a Monday. So we'll, we'll be, be back. We'll be back.
3: Don't worry. Oh, thank God. We'll be back. Don't I worry. So we,
1: we got this covered. I didn't um, know where and- I was going
0: to get my news about the trade deadline,
3: <laughs> but thank God you'll be back.
1: Yeah, here, here <laughs> fucking Twitter. Go on Twitter. That's where you get your news.
3: Or, uh, or t- wait the three minutes, and then Tom will text everybody like he does for every irrelevant <laughs> transaction.
1: Hey, you're welcome, by the way, you fuckheads. <laughs> uh, Grateful teams across three <laughs> Minnesota bit, got are,
3: a you- bag of pucks for him? Oh, my God. <laughs> and?
2: uh move
1: on make you it a of that that was gonna be the opener
2: <laughs> i'm sorry that's
1: your fault so te- teams across the three divisions in the u.s will play each other eight times canon division will play each other 10 times so obviously the one one team short schedule is set to be released tomorrow thankfully this, we have enough game to talk and about game today.
3: thing is really interesting i think it's going to be so
1: cool to see them play
3: the same team twice
1: back like, to back. back to back so, yeah yeah. So is it going to be in the same building? So it's going to be like a two-game series? I think
3: geogra- ge- geography is going to determine that. So I think for Dells and Rangers, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a home-and-home. Home. Right. I, I can
1: I can absolutely out, see that. But when you look in like – out
3: west, I think they're going to do two in the same building, yeah.
1: Right. When you look at Minnesota and L.A., I mean, it'll LA. be like L.A. It'll be two games in L.A. and then later on two games in Minnesota. So I, it's very it gives interesting
0: the that NHL like an excuse to be chislers on the travel. So yeah, I think if I think they're going to do the same building.
2: <laughs> I, I, can we just talk about how cool it's going to be? Like, and, and I'm, not essentially... anything, I'm not harknessing anything,
1: but I'm not harkening anything. Okay, <laughs> watch the show, and then you'll maybe you'll get the joke. So I'm saying, like what were you saying? The, uh, say?
2: the the entire like you know we're playing in this like small <clears throat> you know eight team division essentially, and these games are going to be like like we're talking about number number of games back to back with the same team. Like it feels like playoffs.
3: That's like, yeah. that's
2: essentially what you're, you're creating. I think it's going to be amazing. Like if we play any of the teams, like Isles Rangers, like two, three games in a row, that's oh going to be God. awesome. Oh my God. Could it be Those t- games were t- epic.
1: The, last year's games against Rangers Islanders were yeah. epic. I'm not saying that because yeah. we won a, no. the bulk of them, but they were it was epic. the first.
2: And yeah, the Rangers haven't had much success against the Isles in the last, you know, six, seven years. Been a wow. while. But you know, I think the whole thing is like it creates rivalries that way. It's just not just, you know, the ones established. All of a sudden you might get, you know, it's a random hit just creates a a whole entire, you know. What happens if this, this exact this exact scenario, like right? you have three or four game series against another team, especially in Canada where you have, you know, essentially they have seven teams, so they're gonna be playing each other. This could happen a lot there. The first game of a four three or four game series, all of a sudden one bad hit. Now it's bad blood for the next three, four games. Like there's no break. It's the playoffs. That's, that's what the whole play. That's what makes the playoffs so great.
3: Right. It seems like 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 you're
2: seeing the same team.
3: The last five years, the NHL has gotten away from that home and home series. And I think that that used to be exactly that first game of the home and home was always the most physical contest of the season. Yeah.
2: Honestly, I think this is going to be the best decision they make about the entire season. Because I think it's going to create some amazing, like random games, right? You have a you have a big, you know, a, a really tight game or like a really physical game. The next night it could be like a Thursday, and you're like, I'm right. watching that game. Like that, that's going to be an awesome game. Bringing up guys like, you know what? F it, we're bringing in the 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 bruisers. You know, they're coming in. Fights are happening. Yeah, like right. random games. You're, be, you're starting you
1: know? your fourth line versus fourth line, and with the Rangers and yeah. the Devils. <laughs> this and Those it's only fifty-six.
2: It's only fifty six games. So we're we're cutting out a lot of the, the fat of the season. So it's yeah. gonna be less incentive for teams to be like, you know, not don't worry about it. You know, we got we got it's a long season. So like, no, this is a sprint.
3: They all matter.
2: They all matter. And we're gonna put out the you know, if that team wants to F with us, we're fucking putting out another we're putting our, guy, our big guys out and they're gonna be the shit out of these guys for the next game, you know? Like there's no there's no wait. They don't care. Just go and Beat the shit out of each other, and then you're gonna have all these, you know, taxi squad guys to fill in. The, the, you know, I think it's gonna be interesting. I think it's gonna be really interesting how these home and home and home and possibly home. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how it's gonna work yet. We, we'll see the schedule. I'm sure in a week and it'll be completely different. You know, but uh, let's. Well, uh, remember the
1: schedule. Cool. The schedule that's gonna be released tomorrow is, I guess, quote unquote, tentative. Uh, until there is some solution to the uh, and to, to, to Canada. And everything is based on Canada and everybody in Canada playing in their own arenas. And I think that's what we have to uh, to look at. Season will end on May 8th. Playoffs begin May 11th. Last possible day to award the Stanley Cup is July 9th. We have talked uh, at length about that July 15th date being um, when the Olympics start. Um, being NBC's switching over to, to coverage of the Olympics. So that I think for them to award the Stanley cup, no later than July 9th, I think is perfect timing for them. Uh, Playoffs will include the top four teams from each division. No surprise there. One V four, two V three. And then the top four division winners will then get reseeded and play each other. One V four, two V three. I like the reseeding after that. And it's going to be based on regular season points.
3: So you could have the the Northeast winner playing the West winner.
1: Yes. You could have the East winner play the North winner and yeah, yada, yada. Okay. Just, uh, and that would be, I mean, that'd be pretty cool.
3: The other beautiful thing about finishing in July is it helps get, you know, 2021, 22 back on a normal schedule too.
1: Yeah. Heck you, you could see a Tampa Boston Stanley cup final this year. I think that it's interesting be, because that would be freaking awesome. <laughs> freaking awesome. I it's interesting. These are the
2: years you get to see like the, T- the NHL like try things yeah. and they might decide like, Oh, wow. This either this home and home and home thing or home and home thing where it's, like really good. We should do this more often or reseeding the playoffs. Maybe, maybe this makes sense. Maybe we right. should do this. Maybe we should bring everybody in. It's one through 16 or something. You know,
1: here's another possibility. Check this out. It could have a Toronto Boston Stanley cup final. Wowzers Toronto Wowzers. That would be, that would be incredible. That would be incredible. Uh, other dates of, of, of interest include the expansion draft rosters be submitted by the 17th of July expansion draft on the 21st um, NHL. And uh, uh, I said expansion draft, right? Expansion. Did, you, draft see that thing, did you see that
3: thing on players with no movement clauses? And then it extends through July
1: through July because free agency doesn't start until july 28th it typically so starts july 1st right? it
3: used to extend through june because the expansion draft would have been in june is
1: that correct okay. yeah at the end of june and free agency wouldn't have started until july 1st right okay so what was interesting that kraken can talk to rfas and ufas i think a week prior to free agency beginning like they have an inside track at ufas and rfas they did I that with was... vegas too Did they do that with Vegas? Yeah,
3: they had had a week early negotiation period.
1: Right. And uh, the NHL does hope and praise for a traditional season in 21-22. One other note about the regular season that that Steve and I – it was one of my texts that I sent out – was about the rule change for offsides. So your skate doesn't have to physically be on the ice, touching the blue line anymore. Oh no! It is I that invisible shaking. line. I, I do too. It's I like it, it's like we're it's like we're having a, a conversation about a shot pass right now. So the <laughs> the imaginary line extends all the way to the sky for offsides. So go, Billy, ahead.
3: go ahead, Corey go ahead. Curmudgeon. What do you got to say about this one? Who gives a shit? I,
0: I, <laughs> why, 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 are they, why are they Why are they changing this? Uh, I mean, I I get theoretically. Why, you know, they're, they're trying to give a little more leeway to, to maybe not make that call and maybe not have so many reviews. It, they're just going to end up reviewing something a little bit further down the line in the play. It, it, it's all going to be the same shit. It, they're just going to move the target. That's all.
3: I think technology will catch up to this one before it would catch up to the was the skate blade on the ice, though. I think eventually you're going to see some sort of laser – on that side of the blue line that shoots from one side to the other, that's going to be able to, to detect if it was still on the plane or not. Yeah.
2: You could put like um, RFID chips into the, this, into the blades themselves, I guess. And then uh, if they're out of, you know, you could essentially use certain types of, uh, you know, um, nfc technology was at near field
3: yeah near field uh, communication yeah
2: communications to basically say you know the if it's in the in the specific zone or not when they come in or out yeah now i mean you could do something like that just to be like speed up this
0: whole fucking process
1: it's so why don't slow. we just have a glowing why don't we just have a glowing puck
0: oh that's a
2: uh, great
1: that's
3: idea that's I was thinking. why, I
0: mean, why, don't, we, why don't we just think the nhl is going to be on the cutting edge of technology is absolutely ridiculous i mean the last thing they tried was that that glowing puck
3: <laughs> i think bill i think nick is on the right wavelength like there's got to be a time limit. You got two minutes. If you can't make the decision Just, in two minutes, forget it. I, it's done.
2: I guess, I think I've gotten too old to the point where I'm like, even I'm watching my own team, I'm not, I'm, not in the, I'm not consistently like, it's an It's it's an isle's goal or it's not, you know, or it's like whatever it is, right? If it's against our team, I'm like, it's not. I'm always looking to see if it's actually the case, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a goal. Eh, it's not a goal. But it's in time, I almost like, let's fucking hurry up. Like, do we need 10 minutes to, to go through this? it's more commercials. I'm like, let's just get on with this. Like it's a goal or not. That's exactly what they
3: should do. They should take that that next commercial break, bump it up to when they're doing the review and then just play through that next commercial break. So, you know, the commercial breaks are like five, 10 and 15 minutes in the period. If the review happens at 12, play through that 15 minute break all the way to the end of the period.
2: I think that I agree with you. sometimes they don't do that. Sometimes they do the, uh, it depends, right? It's a long one. They'll go to commercial, and they'll come back, and sort of like decided. But sometimes they wait it out because, like, we gotta show the angle like seven right. times from yeah. this really shitty angle. You're like, you guys are spending, you know, billions of dollars in this this industry in this you know sport, and just like the NFL and uh, you know major league baseball. Like, get a fucking cameras. Like, just put a shit ton of cameras. There's a whole fucking place. By the Why third have, like, replay you cameras. see,
3: you've made up your mind, though. You know what it yeah. is by the third replay you see.
2: Right. But, like, you
3: know, just put,
2: just get more cameras. Just put them in there, like, along the entire fucking boards, like, the whole thing. Like, uh, like I don't know if you guys remember, like, the first Matrix movie, the way they did, like, the, the way they did the, um,
3: Nerd Alert, uh, Nerd Alert,
2: the, uh, <laughs> slowdown, they turned around the, the action scene. All it was was, like, a shit ton of cameras yeah. all around this whole thing, right? And they, like, they, like, panned around. It's like 3D view, and it was like amazing at the time.
1: Doesn't NBC have that with the, the NBC shit. it type of thing, yeah. where where they, they can they did that they did, that. They did that for a while. ESPN, yeah. right? Didn't they do something like that?
3: But the cameras, but the, had, is, the cameras were so high up that it was not really yeah. beneficial.
1: Yeah, but this right. season you're not going to have so many fans in the stands, so maybe you can benefit from having more cameras closer to the ice. No, I mean I, mean, I would, I would, I, would so, agree, I
3: would agree with you.
1: Crickets, crickets. No, okay. Yeah
2: the important places they have them are realistically on the lines right the blue line they have they have them on the blue line you can see it on the goal line and the goal is kind of hard cuz like it's like they have the inside
1: of the goal view and
2: you can't quite always see like exactly yeah but why thing. can't
1: they put a camera on on the on the crossbar facing straight down but they don't even need it just just listen just just put in the puck, oh, they I'm put not, a put but I'm so, i i they may not but, thing it would be better you could, but I, I think
3: yeah. I think Nick's idea is right. That that NFC chip in the puck, especially yeah. on the goal line, it, it, is where it would come in
1: handy too. Just so what? so look. whether it's in yeah. the goalies glove and it's over the line.
3: You would be able to tell.
1: It but you're you're taking you the, you're taking all room. but again, this is the debate about umpires in baseball. You're taking the human element out of it. Isn't that what It'll, you're doing with
3: reviews? Isn't that trying to eliminate the <laughs> human element? No, you're just trying to get the call right there's a human,
0: eventually there's there's eventually going to be a human making the call, and that's ultimately the problem because the NHL hires idiots. They give Brendan Shanahan fucking jobs in the in the front office. They're too right. fucking stupid. Ultimately, somebody who's got to watch I, the thing and figure I it out. And they're too fucking dumb. Joking, so if you go with good.
3: the, so if you go with the chip and the puck and the the laser detector at the goal line, you take the human element out of it. It, it only do.
0: please God. Do. It only
3: affects it only affects
2: like a very small amount of goals, right? And then the random times it actually affects a major goal in the playoffs, like the series deciding factor. Right. Like you you want to be right. Well, that was and that one was pretty bad. He was in the crease, blatantly that in the was crease. The, the rules for the year. They just as soon as the goal happened, game was over, refs were off the ice. They didn't even fucking review it. And that's they didn't I even think you know, that was that was terrible. But whatever. I, the point I, is just get, get something more concrete, get the game out, you know, move on. And like, we're doing pretty good. I think with it, I think it's better than other sports. Like, you know, fucking NFL is missing holding calls right. And they call some bullshit pass interference or like holding call and not a play. That's like completely out of, of like a touchdown pass, you know, it's shit that's like drives you nuts, but like hockey, it's, you know, I think the biggest aside from like a goal that like, maybe the puck was in the net when the guy you know, makes a great save and the, the net, the puck was in that for like a split second rarely happens. Um, but then you have maybe the, the offsides thing, right? Where sometimes it's like super close. And I actually kind of like the rule that they they're putting in play now, now to be like the puck, they doesn't have half be on the ice. Like it doesn't affect, who cares. Like just if you're going to call it that close, you might as well give it a little more leeway to the, the players trying to come in. I feel like so just whatever we'll see how it goes just just dispute the fucking
1: process that's it's my 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 point this whole thing i i i do i do agree with you so that's the return to play um a lot of stuff to unpack there Uh, a lot of things um we reviewed so so hopefully next week we get our rosters for um for training camps and so we can start reviewing and and giving you more in-depth opinions on our teams so our last segment that we uh, need to wrap up uh, is our trades of the 20 teens. So best trades, free agents, and worst of uh, in the 2010s. And I'm going to go first. So I'm going to start with the, with the worst trade. And that was the Rangers trading Brandon Dubinsky, Artem Isimov, Tim Erickson, and a 2013 first round pick for Rick Nash, a conditional third round pick. And Steve, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Nash was never the player that they thought they were getting. Um, He did get injured and was concussion prone, uh, which made him very tentative and not drive to the net. Um, He was a very serviceable player, but he wasn't the Rick Nash. He wasn't the superstar that they were going to get. And I thought Dubinsky and Anisimov and even Erickson and whatever that first round pick probably would have been a lot better for the Rangers uh, at that time uh, than Rick Nash. Um, so Rick Nash is my worst trade in the 2010s. The best trade was another fleecing, uh, of, from the Rangers. This time it was Ottawa's turn and Otto We, we sent Ottawa a 2018 seventh round draft pick and Derek Broussard for a 2018 second round draft pick and Mika Zabenejad utterly fleecing the Ottawa senators, uh, for of Mika Zabenejad. And that was, uh, and what was that deal? He
3: was coming up on free agency, and they never were going to pay him, right? They
1: were they were never going to pay him. But Broussard was making $5.5 million at the time.
3: But he was on so, an expiring deal, right?
1: No, he was right in the middle. He, he signed a four-year deal of 5 and a half per. So he had two years left on that deal. Uh, and you could have got Zibanejad at that time right around that number. So I, I really, really don't understand why Ottawa did that. Whatever. I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, when it does come to free agencies, uh, the Rangers' worst free agency in the 2010s, uh, came in 2014, where we signed Dan Boyle to a two year, nine and a half million dollar deal. He was utterly awful. He was, did they one think of the they were getting Brian? The- no, 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 they, they, they didn't, they didn't re sign Brian Boyle, and they let, and that year is when they let, um, Oh, fuck. I can't remember his name. What uh, defenseman? It was in Tampa who was on the Devils and then came oh. to the Rangers. Why well, can't I remember his name? Oh, uh, I had it. I, Anton yeah, Antoine Strollman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they let, they didn't want to pay Strollman. So they brought in Dan Boyle as a replacement for, for Anton Strollman. And boy, was that fucking stupid. Um, <clears throat> the best signing of the 2010s. Um, And this is, I'm going out on a limb here, boys, was Artemi Panarin. Oh, yeah. uh, last year I, I you're you got a superstar the Rangers have a superstar forward in Artemi Panarin uh, I think that's evident uh, by his play last year so those are my those are my 2010s for the Rangers Dan Boyle ugh, and Rick Nash Yeesh. but we did see Mika Zibanejad come over as well as Artemi Panarin so for the good and the bads I think you got both ends of the spectrum there
3: and you Billy. definitely see you definitely see your your team leadership progress because the bad signing and the bad trade that was early in the 2010s, yeah. And now you see later on in the 2010s the better transactions being made.
1: Yeah, and look, we, at that time, Rick Nash was supposed to be the missing piece for the Cup. He was supposed to be that missing piece that we didn't have at the time. And even though we did have Marion Gabrick, he wasn't an, uh, Gabrick wasn't as all around of good players as Rick Nash was. Um, and he was supposed to be that guy. And he just, he just wasn't, just wasn't.
0: Nash was Nash was a missing piece. All right. About that.
1: <laughs> all right, Billy, who you uh, got?
0: What do I got? Well, uh, best trade, I'll start with the best trade of the 2010s and and there were a lot to pick from. If I'm being honest, uh, they, they made some key deals going into their sailing cup runs in 2016, 17, the the trade for Bonino, the trade for Phil Kessel were great deals, but I, I'm not going to go with either one of those. I'm going to go, with uh, with a deal that was just really on the cheap, um, when they traded a the third round pick to the Edmonton Oilers for a defenseman Justin Schultz, uh, right going right into that uh, uh, twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen run, what a defenseman they got back for him for for just for for just, just north of nothing. I really um, wanted the Rangers to pick. trade
1: for him that year. I really wanted him on the Rangers, and there yeah, was talks um, that the Rangers were in on him.
0: Yeah, uh, amazing that that Edmonton gave up on on somebody that was that that was really that good or maybe it's just Edmonton's uh maybe it's just that franchise uh something something going wrong there where some of those good players just don't just don't get their strength um Adam Hall? so sorry
1: Adam Hall Taylor Hall Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Hall. Hall why did I say Adam I oh my god all the they say Freak? Adam for because you're a uh, fucking idiot uh it, that well <laughs> <laughs> that that very well could be okay Larson late were you thinking i I was thinking Adam Larson You're Larson right. yeah
0: so the worst trade came uh, after those uh the, the back-to-back Stanley cups uh, so they were they went into 2017 uh, 2018 uh lacking that third line center after Benino left um, and they uh, eventually uh, went after Derek Brassard to fill that role so uh, they traded a first-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, Ian Cole, Ryan Reeves, ultimately to get Broussard back and a couple of no names that that I don't think I ever heard of. Uh, after that, um, and they thought Broussard would be that that third-line uh, center, and uh, and it it didn't go anywhere. He he never really uh, caught his try there with with England's and um, never amounted to much. I don't think anywhere else after that. So. Um, that, that Poor Derek worst.
1: Brassard tonight. Oof. Ouch. Big yeah. game brass. Last year, last week getting praised. This year, doghouse. Well, yeah, hey. he, I mean,
0: he was getting a reputation as being that big game, big, big game, game, game brass, guy, baby. You know, uh, stepping up and stepping up when it was most important. And that's what the Penguins thought they were getting. And that disappeared from his game pretty rapidly after that.
2: He's the reason uh, we uh, trade for Pajo He uh, wasn't the third line guy for us either.
0: So the uh, the best uh, free agents for uh, the Penguins uh, in the 2010s? Kind of sure, gets an honorable mention, undrafted uh, free agent there, but I think the one that really got him going was uh Matt Cullen um before the 2015, 2016 season. Uh he really gave him uh, some some depth uh, that they were sorely missing there. Um, and really set up the the four centers on that team being Crosby Malkin, uh then we got to Benino and and then uh, Cullen Paul in that fourth line duty was was huge. They they just rolled four lines through through all those playoffs uh, in 2016, especially. Uh, then the worst um, free agent signing. Uh, I'm going to give an honorable mention to Antti Niemi, who they signed after they uh, tr- uh, lost Theo, um, Theo. I just said Theo. Mark Andre Fleury <laughs> to the uh, um, Vegas in in that expansion draft. Uh, they needed a they went to go get a veteran goaltender anti Niemi he was an absolute disaster but he was kind of cheap it was like seven hundred thousand dollars that they that they blew on him um, and he, he didn't make it more than a, a couple of weeks there it was just brutal but the, the one that was really damaging uh, for the longer term was jack Johnson uh 2018 five-year deal like three and a half million dollars per year
1: gonna Everybody be the best defenseman like in ranger nuts. history
0: and uh, and yeah and then he eventually gets traded uh, with with about half of that salary, you know, you know the, the penguins eat that contract. And then he goes to the Rangers. Um, but brutal, uh, brutal signing there that, that sent him back in a salary cap, uh, situation, uh, for still a couple of years to come.
1: Oh, that's brutal. Jack, uh, we're, uh, Jack Johnson. Oh boy. Well, we're going to see what Jack Johnson is this year for sure. Nick, you're okay, up. That's good. Steve, Steve's unprepared. No problem.
3: I'm
1: ready. I feel a little more prepared this
2: week than last week. So good. Um, I'll do my free agents first. So worst free agents, a pretty easy one. Um, Andrew Ladd 5.5 over seven years. Um, looking pretty bad right now because we're, we're still in the books Un cannot get, we can't get rid of this contract. Um, unbiotable has been injured. Most uh, a good chunk of the time, he, even when he's healthy, he's been just not great. Not, not the guy that they envisioned to put on the wing with um with with Tavares at the time so he's been a gigantic bust to say the least um best free agent uh, I have actually a tie of uh Robin Leonard and um and Grice uh Grice and Leonard were the two guys honestly that you know in 2018-2019 they were the they were just unbelievably good together um as goalies and to be honest, uh, Robin Leonard, even though he was with, with, with the organization for a year, he was a fan favorite almost instantly, and you know had a Vesna, you know, candidate, you know, season. Even though honestly, Grice had almost as good of a season as he did, but the two of them were have been our 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 anchors for the entire time they've been here, and it feels kind of shitty to see that Leonard not, you know, both of them really got passed over for. One specific reason, a guy they've left off the Calder, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people have left off the Calder um, um, talks this year, which is Ilya Sorkin. Um, he's the reason why Robin and uh, Leonard and, and Grice were were put there. Okay. <laughs> no, no, not,
1: no, 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 no. We're, we're telling you to move the mic away from your beard. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not sorry. used to having a mic hanging low. It's weird. And it keeps no, rubbing. No. I'm sorry. i like, like you this. were like... playing with
3: change in your pocket. You,
2: <laughs> you fucking dirty old man. He was playing this... with something. In his pocket, Is this you know? better?
1: Oh, oh. Yeah.
2: Okay. Good. Because my my headphones died. Unfortunately, they were on all day. Apparently. So um, can can anyway... you actually
1: play with the change in your in your pocket now too? <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. the mic away. Can you do that too?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 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 the two of them. I had the the two best uh, free agent signings for us because they were great. And they were serviceable. And Greiser was here. He's since 2015. Did he just? He's done everything he's asked, but has to do and more. And Leonard, like I said, he was just awesome. And is one year here. And and we still haven't had him back in the um, in the Coliseum when he comes. And it sucks because uh, if he even he comes back, he actually won't come back this year because they won't play each other. Um, Mm. So maybe the next year when he finally does come back, though, he'll be a, a gigantic ovation. Um, some of the trades I have. Um, I actually looked this last week because the best trade was uh, uh 2015 first and second round picks, uh, to the Oilers, uh, for Rot for I'm sorry, yeah, Um, uh, from the Oilers for Griffin Reinhardt, which at the time, Griffin Reinhardt was a gigantic bust for us, and for whatever reason, Edmonton decided they were going to, um, Make a, go on a limb and, and try and get defense. And so I know you guys, you're talking about uh, Justin Schultz. I mean, this is like 2015. Um, they made this move because they really needed a defenseman. And the weird part about this whole thing, about this, this trade, aside from the fact that Garstin was able to get rid of Griffin Reinhardt, who wasn't making the, wasn't making the lineup, and he was never going to be the NHL player realistically for us. got a first and a second for him. On top of that, the first-round pick, was after three consecutive picks by Boston Bruins of not taking Matthew Barzal. Barzal. and so they were. He was way up on the Isles' list, like he was way higher than he, he was supposed to be. Essentially, what happened was during the, the Bruins' picks, they made a conditional deal with with uh, Edmonton to say if if he's still on the board, we're making the trade. Well, it happened. We got we got Barzell, and we. Then uh, we flipped that second rounder with with a third rounder to pick up Anthony Bavillier later in the first round in the first round of the draft. And the two of them have become basically two of the two. I think they're the only two um, forwards on the team under twenty five. Our team's pretty pretty old at the moment. Wow. But they're but obviously Barzell's emerging superstar Bavillier could be a very very good forward for us. But he's he has to put the, the consistency together. He's damn good, and that was a major trade for us, major turning point when, right before you know the whole Tavares, um, you know signing or re-signing had to happen, and because with with Barzal coming on and playing as dominant as he did as a rookie, it, it softened the blow quite a bit of losing Tavares. And the worst uh, trade I, I have is is actually, you know, I looked at the, the Vanek trade was pretty close, either either side of the Vanek trade of trading in or trading out. I think the coming in wasn't so bad. Training out wasn't great either, but I feel like the real trade that sucked the most was um is actually the Seattle, I'm sorry, Seattle, the Vegas, the uh, Vegas deal we made. So we traded uh, Mikhail Grabovsky, uh, some guy named Jake Bischoff, no name. A first round pick, a second round pick to the Knights for future expansion draft consideration. So essentially a a contract they were trying a big contract they were trying to go for a couple more years. I think Grabowski had like I think two more years on the deal. I could, I could be wrong, um, but he was having just concussion problems, and we weren't getting a lot of play out of him. And he was making I think like four or five, four or four, four, five a year. I think it was a no name, and then a first and a second, a first and a second, just so they would take our third goaltender um, uh, and John Francis, Francis, John Jean Francis, Francis. I can't Bill, say it. Bill. Rubé. Jean Francois. JF, sure JF J F Brube. So they took took t- ben- ben- Jean Francois. Francois. There you go. I oui. can't read. I'm I'm an idiot today. So anyway, <laughs> just for them to take Brube, who was a guy that nobody wanted anyway. But the whole point was they wouldn't take someone like an Anne Pelic, mm-hmm. which was who was a guy we had exposed. And in the long run, it, it did help us quite a bit, but nevertheless, it was a lot to pay to to get them to take some guy,
1: you know. Anybody and, and, and look with seattle coming up we're going to see a lot more of that hey take this guy so you don't take yeah. this yeah. type of guy uh in seattle and and that's something with the expansion draft coming again we're going to see more and more of especially uh over the off season so i mean just kudos to uh man kudos to getting those picks for for barzell and for Bavilia, because those are gonna those are ranger killers for the next few years so probably for the rest of their careers so it's something to look forward to the reason Save. why
3: I want the reason why I wanted to go last was because it was a real shit decade for the devils.
1: There was a whole no, lot. Look, you had, nothing. look, you
3: had a Stanley, you had a Stanley cup yeah, final no, in there. That was uh that was a lucky run. So I'm just going to go real quick. Uh, best trade hall for Larson hands down. That was the best deal one for one to get rid of a guy who never really lived up to his potential and Adam Larson for Taylor hall. So uh, that was hands down the best deal. Worst was uh, getting P.K. Subban for Steve Santini, Jeremy Davies, uh, 19, 2019 second round and a 2020 second. Again, not that Santini or Davies are that great, but giving up four players to get one, especially one who's making as much as he is, was terrible. Uh, best free agent signing, potentially it was the Yarmir or Jager deal just to get to watch him play for a couple seasons. Another potential was the the Brian Boyle deal again, just to get to watch him play for a season or so Uh, they were up there, but really the best deal that they signed is the best player they signed during the decade was Will butcher. And he was a guy who played the fourth year in college so that he, he would become a free agent instead of signing with Colorado. They signed him as a, as an, as a, as a free agent who didn't sign with the team that drafted him. And the worst free agent signing was Mike Camilleri, uh, five years, $25 million, never scored more than 27 goals. It was a contract they bought out. They're still going to be paying some of it this year. So he obviously, again, a player who never lived up to the potential.
1: I'm laughing because Nick's getting attacked by a dog. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, that, that that's a rough year when your, best, when your best free agent signing is Will Butcher. I mean, it's, and it's not a knock to Will Butcher.
3: No, no. Um, But again, ten years—that's you know, your best signing is a third pairing defenseman.
1: Yeah, that's rough. But I mean, Hall for Larson one up. I mean, that was, that was. I think that could possibly very well have been the trade of the of the decade. decade. Yeah. So
2: pretty pretty much. Wasn't that the same day as the um, the other trade? uh, PK PK and PK
3: going to Nashville was that day as well. And Weber. Something. There was another one too. There was like three deals. There was three deals that day. That each. One was bigger than the next.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there will be eventually be a documentary on TSN in Canada about it too. So,
3: think about honestly. Honestly, I think there already was. Are you
1: serious? It was like (laughs) probably because it all happened like within a half hour, and (laughs) the
3: documentary was like 28 minutes. I think that was the name of the documentary.
1: Oh my goodness gracious me! All right, well that's gonna do it for us this week. Um, Merry Christmas, guys. Hope a happy and healthy one. And Merry Christmas, um, fellas. We will talk to you next week. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at friends underscore rivals and on our YouTube channel, friends and rivals. Again, Merry Christmas. Love you guys. Billy, place out.